the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise it. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray it's being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that's called Our Response to the Word. Although God sends His Word to share with us all the things that He's willing to do for us, they're not things that automatically happen for us. We have a part to play, too, in God doing everything that He said He would do in His Word. The key to our having what it is that we heard in God's Word is our response to His Word. If we respond properly to God's word like he wants us to do, God will manifest in our lives everything that he said that he would do. If we don't respond properly to God's word for whatever reason, then we won't experience the awesome things that the word said to me and you. That's why it's so important that we learn to respond properly to God's word. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Our Response to the Word. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Faith tells you that God will come through. His love tells you he'll come through for you. See, it's personal now. Go over to Ephesians chapter 3. It gets good right here. Strap in. I'm telling you, it's going to get good right here. Ephesians chapter 3. God loves us. But he needs us to understand this. He needs us to get a grip on this. He needs us to comprehend this. Now, Ephesians chapter 3 is the second of two prayers that Paul prayed in the book of Ephesians. Ephesians is an awesome book. If you ever want a book to study just to be doing something, go on, study it. I guarantee you that you'll be a better person after you, after you understand it. Awesome book. Broke down in six chapters. First three chapters tell you about what God did for you. Next three chapters tells you what you should do because of what he did for you. First three chapters tells you about his awesome love for you and how he set you up to be awesome and powerful. First, the next three chapters teaches you how to be awesome and powerful and what it is that he needs you to do in order to be able to fulfill the awesomeness and powerfulness that he's placed in you. It's an awesome book. Well, we're at the end of chapter three, where he's talking about uh, uh, the fact that he needs you to comprehend this right here. Now, the first prayer, of course, is in Ephesians chapter one, verses 14 through something like 20, somewhere in there. And it's telling you that he needs you to increase in the knowledge of who he is. See, in order for you to really understand what it is that God did for you, you need to increase in the knowledge of who he is. A lot of folk are matter of fact about what God did for them because they're matter of fact about who God is. Well, let me rephrase. They're matter of fact about what God did because they don't have the facts of who God is. Because if you begin to start understanding the facts of who God is, it'll change your opinion entirely on what it is that God has did. And you will not be one of those that just stand with their hand by their side, but you'll lift them up high and give God praise and glory and honor. You'll not be one that just always stands at his feet and look real sweet, but you won't mind dropping to your knees in that sweet suit that you got. Are you listening to me? Blessed be the name of the Lord. You won't mind crying and shedding a tear worried about whether or not your mascara going to run. 
when you realize that the eyes that you have that the mascara is under is because of him. Are you listening to me? When you begin to start understanding that, it'll change everything in the midst of your life. Because people need to know who God is. I'm telling you, we're hitting a time in history where the world is going to know who God is. Glory God. Because he got the church, the pillar and ground of truth. He got a people of God that's going to walk out and be who God designed them to be in every area and every facet. And I'm not just talking about the old heads. I'm talking about the young heads. I'm not just talking about the, ch- the, the, the grown-ups, but I'm talking about the children. I'm talking about the teenagers. I'm talking about those who are the young adults who are anointed in a fire. I'm talking about the women. I'm talking about the men. Did I say the men? I'm talking about the women and the men. That's another thing that's going to be different because the church is going to be full of men. All the brothers in the house say, woo. Listen to all that bass and baritone and tenor. Do it again. All the brothers in the house say, Listen to all that. God, God. It fires me up when I see men up in church. Not because I'm faggish or nothing. Don't get me wrong. Praise God. But I know that a real man loves God. Are you listening to me? You can't be a man if you don't love God. You can be a little boy. Come on now, but you can't be no man. Because a man is created in the image and likeness of God. Are you listening to me? Blessed be the name of the Lord. That's why men trying to be dogs. Are you listening to me? Because they don't know who God is. But when you find out who God is, you put your leg down and start walking in the walk that he told you to walk rather than raising it up where it ain't supposed to be. Amen. Are you listening to me? That's what men is. But I'm telling you that Ephesians chapter 1 is the one that tells you who God is. And it's important for all the believers to know who God is. Praise God. Amen. Second prayer is an awesome one because now after you know who God is and all the awesome things he did for you, now he says now it's time to root this thing and ground this thing in something so that you can be able to know that he'll do it for you. See, we know God will do things. We know God is able. Mm, Yes, he is. Mm, God is able. We know God's able. There ain't no question about that. But will he do it for you? That's the question. Ephesians chapter 3 kicks in. Verse 14 says, for this cause, I bow my knee unto the father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you. Look, he's bowing his knee for somebody else, not for himself. Look, no wonder he's a powerful man of God. He says that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and the length and the depth and the height and to know the love of Christ. Watch this now, which passes knowledge. You mean there's a knowing that passes knowledge? Hold up. God's going to give me a knowing that passes knowledge. Can I break it down scripturally? The Bible says that his greatness is unsearchable, which means you can't find it on your own. You can never find. God has to reveal it to you. God is so great that our natural mind is incapable for us to comprehend the awesomeness of the living God. That's why you can't come up with a theology of your own because that's not a theology. That's a meology. Are you listening to me? Only the knowledge of God is a theology and God has got to share it with us because our natural mind can't even comprehend it. There's not a symbol nor a sign in the Bible that can clearly articulate the excellence and the awesomeness of God all by itself. You must add all these things together and then still step in faith into a knowledge which passes that knowledge because our knowledge is limited. All of our knowledge is limited. We're finite people. We've got finite mentalities and, 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 and don't even work all of that like it's supposed to be worked. But God is infinite. How can infinite explain itself to finite? How can somebody with no end explain himself to a person with a beginning and an end? 
God said, I got to reveal it to you. Otherwise, you'll never get it. Are you listening to me? So I'm going to give you a knowledge that passes knowledge, takes you past your limitation into a world, which is far beyond anything that you could ever imagine. There's a world that's waiting on us. That's far beyond anything that we imagine. What a natural, like you know it, cannot contain you and hold you like it used to do. That you can step into a world where you can be blessed. Like God wants you to be blessed. And he wants you rooted and grounded in this thing. He wants you rooted and grounded in this thing. What does he want you rooted and grounded in? Your, the knowledge of his love. Know the breadth, the depth, the length, and the height of it. Verse 19, to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge. That ye might be filled with the fullness of God. That's the first result of you being uh, ending up with this knowledge of God. You get a chance to be filled with the fullness of God. Stop and think about this. Everybody pause and hold up for a second. Filled with the fullness of God. The God who is infinite will place his greatness in this earthen vessel to the point that you'll get filled (laughs) with the fullness of God. Not a piece of God. Not a corner of God. God ain't going to break you off a little piece. God said, I'm going to move into you in my fullness. God is great. God is mighty. God is awesome. There ain't nobody like him. You can't move him. Are you listening to me? And watch this now. When you get filled with the fullness of God, you can't be moved either. And this is the place he wants you in. Now we're talking about real faith. We ain't talking about that faith that says, well, I really don't think it's going to happen, but I'm going to just keep saying the right things. So don't nobody else think less of me. I ain't talking about that kind of faith. I'm not talking about the kind of faith where we just reciting things. Polly want a cracker. Money cometh. I'm healed in Jesus name. I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about the kind of faith, which is the Bible faith, which is talking about absolute assurance, absolute confidence, absolute reliance and absolute assurance that God's going to do what he said he's going to do. Absolute to the point that you're willing to order your entire life according to what it is that it has to say. And when something else come up and say something different, you ain't backing up. You ain't slacking up. You ain't shutting up. When you take that hit that we talked about the other week, that low blow, which causes your voice to go up and tears to be running out of your eyes and snot to be coming out your nose. You still going to stand strong, even with a high pitched voice and say, I'm still going through. God's going to do what he said he's going to do. And you ain't backing up. Oh, come on. I know what I'm talking about. I can, I can preach this thing. I can teach this thing. And I can, and I can uh, 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 give testimony about this thing. I know what I'm talking about. Shoot. I remember one time, praise God, long, not, you know, a long time ago. I remember one time I'm doing what it is that God told me to do. Lord had me. Everybody say him. Yeah, yeah me. Everybody say him. Yeah. Lord had me leave my job and volunteer all my time to the ministry. But I got a brand new house. I got an expensive wife and kids. Blessed be the name of glory to God. Amen. Show fine self. I got expensive <laughs> wife and kids. Praise God. Blessed be the name. Woo, jeez. I got insurances. I got cars with insurances on every one of them. I got three kids in private school. Private school. Expensive private school. I ain't talking about no, 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 what they call that, scholarship. I ain't talking about no grants. I'm talking about coming out my pocket. Three of them sitting up in there. Praise God. And at this particular time, money had hit a point where it wasn't even funny no more. Come on now, you know there's a place where you got money, money's funny, 
Money ain't funny no more. Uh, here, you can kind of like laugh about it. Like, hey, yeah, hey, yeah, man. That is good. That's Jack, but you know. <laughs> Sometimes you hit a point, you're like, <laughs> ain't even funny no more. It can't be funny because ain't no more. Are you listening? There is none. Money hit. Are you listening to me? And I remember we had hit this point, praise God, whereas the uh, time was ticking. This particular uh, church didn't allow faith checks. You know, them faith checks, which is really where you ain't got the money. You're just writing something and, and putting it in and costing people money because then the stuff bounced, stuff like that. You know those. They took cash or money order only. Very next day, payment needed to be there. Otherwise, it was going to be gone. Didn't have no job, no income source, but I got faith. And I know how much my father loves me. God's going to come through. Why? Because he loved me too much to put me out there like that in such a way as he will not come through for me. Let me get this right. He took care of folk in the Bible that wasn't even his children, but he can't take care of me. Bible says that if a father does not take care of his own and he's worse than an infidel and has denied the faith. Tell me my father ain't going to take care of me. He's going to take care of me. My kids are not going to deal with this foolishness because God loves me and he loves them way too much for them to even, me to even be worried about that for a second. So I just kept doing what I was doing. I wasn't changing nothing. Praise God. God's going to do what he said he's going to do. And that's it. Because he loved me too much. Can I talk for a second? Pause button. See, a lot of people are still trying to get through only on their faith. But that ain't going to get it for you. Because faith worketh by love. And until you understand how much God loves you, you'll find out you'll be in a position where you think you're in faith, but you're not. You done came out of faith a long time ago because you're forgetting about how much God loves you. See, God doesn't do what he does because of your faith. God does what he does because of his love for you. Your faith just gives you an opportunity to tap into that love that he has in store for you. That's all it does. Faith opens up a door for you to tap into the love that God has in store for you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. It didn't have nothing to do with your faith. It was because of his love. Are you listening to me? And it's the same thing with him coming through for you. You better know he loves you. You better be rooted and grounded in the fact that he loves you. Because you'll find yourself in a position where provision doesn't look like it's there. But it's always there because God is there. But the question is, are you plugged in and connected to the point that you know he's going to come through? Will you let go of your faith and begin to start calling other folk up and begging folk? And I wasn't calling nobody nowhere. God's got this. He's going to handle this in the conversation. Remember, a young lady came by uh, to be able to see my wife, praise God. And uh, rang the doorbell, praise God. And I told her, you know, kept at the screen door, said, hey, hey, praise God, how you doing? You know, she said, you know, I come to see your wife. I'm like, well, she ain't here right now, praise God. You know, and I had this thing about, you know, not letting ladies in the house, praise God, without my wife being around or my children or somebody being around. Somebody got to be there, praise God. Somebody, praise God. <laughs> Don't be letting no women up in the middle of your house and, ain't no, and your wife ain't there and all that kind of stuff. Amen. Praise God. Amen. But then she said, well, you know, I wanted to talk to, you know, your wife. But she said, you a minister? Let me talk to you then. I'm like, well, come on in. Make sure the blinds was open, praise God. And we sat there in Clearview, everybody, and everybody drive down the street. We stayed right at the door. So, you know, where I did it, so uh, we sat in such a way where when, when, my mom, when my wife would walk in, that we were literally, as soon as the door opened, we were sitting right there, you know, at the table that's sitting right there. I'm on one side, she on another. Are you listening to me? So everything could be real clear. Ain't no scrambling. Ain't no, ain't none of that. Right in Clearview, so as soon as the door opens, you see the both of us, hey, how you doing? You know, are you feeling me? So anyway, she told me what her situation was, praise God. And I gave her the word of God, ministered to her, told her what was up about her situation. And uh, she was like, praise God, thank you. And she got up to leave out. And then she turned around and looked at me. Had that far away look in her eye. And I'm about to say the devil is a liar. <laughs> but that ain't even what it was. She just had to look and then she pulled out her checkbook. She was a very affluent woman. 
pulled out a checkbook, wrote a check, tore it off and handed it to me, said, here, God told me to give you this. I just took it and threw it over on the desk. And she said, well, you're not going to look at it. I said, I already know what it is. It's my kid's tuition. It's money to tithe off of and something to take my people out to dinner. Praise God. I already know exactly what it is. Praise God. Now, she left later. I picked that sucker up and took a look at it. Praise God. <laughs> she looked the heck out of it and, and, and was like, that's what I'm talking about. Because it was exactly what it is that I needed and exactly what it is that I asked for. Tuitions paid, food now. We got food and stuff all over the place. You know, and I could take them out and the money to be able to tie up to God too at the exact same time and give an offering. Praise God. Because God comes through. See, the circumstance and situation look like there's no reason for it to happen. Satan's in your ear the whole time. Y'all ain't never been there, so just take my word for it. Take notes so that when you get there, you'll know what I'm talking about. Satan's all in your ear telling you it ain't going to happen. You're going down this time, fool. You're talking all this faith stuff. Where's, where, what's happening now? What you going to do? What's going to happen? How you going to explain to the people that your kids is out? What you going to say to your kids? That you following God, and as a result of following God, now they out of school, and they got to be embarrassed in front of all their friends? Is that what you're going to tell them? Is that what you're going to tell them? And I just don't even I'll tell you what's going to happen. My God provides all my need according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. I did not let go of my confidence. I did not cast it away to be able to take that lie that he was telling me, but I held fast to what it is he had to say. And as a result of that, they stayed in school, finished school, and still costed me. Praise God. But I'm excited about it. And I love it. Praise God. Amen. Because God comes through. Oh, see, I got other ones too. Praise God. Let me tell you about another one. Let me tell you about another I, I, there, I got so many, praise God. Which one are we going to do this time? I got this one. How about this one? I remember a bishop told me that, uh, uh, came to me and told me he wanted, that, that I was going to start traveling with him. Lord had already showed it to me, you know, and explained it to me and told me everything that it was about, developed me for it and got it ready. And now the Lord, bishop came up to me and told me I was going to be his armor bearer. He didn't ask me because, you know, he's a man of God for real. He don't ask. He listened to me. He just told me. He just walked up and said, you know, praise God, you're going to start traveling with me next week. Praise God. Go, go see my secretary and Get, get, your, get your itinerary, and you're going to be following, traveling with me. Walk away. Praise God. You know, you ain't asked me nothing. Praise God. No, for real. I <laughs> for real, it was like an honor. It was like an absolute honor. I'm like, praise God. I get a chance to serve the man of God the way God showed me ahead of time that I was going to have an opportunity to do. Well, between then and the date that I began, something happened. Went to the gymnasium where they were playing, praise God. You know, where the ministers would get together and play basketball. And I was going to go out there and play with them. You know, I'm out there having a good time. I was, you know, shaking and baking and dropping dimes and having a ball and busting folk out. Long range, short range, how you want it. Are you listening to it? <laughs> and it was one of those where they play one more game. Anybody ever been there? Well, you finished already, but everybody said, come on, one more, one more. Those are the ones you walk away from. The one more is you walk away from. Praise God, because that's what stuff happens. Praise God. Amen. So I played that one more game. It was point game of the last game of the night. I had it too, boy. Took this dude. This guy, real good too. You know, this guy went and I like hit him three, four times and stuff like that. Spent this way and then grabbed it and spent that way and then rose up to shoot a left on him because I knew he was going to jump to this side because he think I, he know I'm right-handed, but he didn't know I was ambidextrous. So I spent and I was going up to be able to bust and as I jumped up, I came off of this knee right here. I heard an explosion. Sounded like Something blew up and stuff like that. And it did. It was my knee. Went pow. It blew real loud to the point that everybody like turned around because they heard it so loud, you know. And man, I hit the ground. And when I hit the ground, it landed. It just buckled and bent like, 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 like a, a pretzel. And it just bent. And, and I ain't, I'm all knowing it right now. I ain't ever felt pain like that before in my life. This was pain that, that, this, that kind of pain that makes somebody say 40 years cuss. 
Are you listening to me? Pull out an old cuss word that's been high, hanging out back here that you don't know nothing about. It's that last one that's like just been hanging out. It'll pop out. Woo! It was. Woo, I'm just sweating thinking about it right now. It was like, dang. It was, it was some pain like you can't even imagine. And I was like, God praying in the spirit and stuff like that. And you know, it's like, it's, long, it, it's not what happened, but it's as though. I'm praying in the spirit, trying to confess healing and stuff like that. And it's like the devil just presses it because pain shoot through, through you all over again. And it's like, ah. And I mean, they had, they had to carry me home. Remember, baby, they had to carry me home, carry me up. <laughs> Wait a minute, I'm less than one week away from the most awesome assignment that I'd ever had to do in my life and stuff like that. And of course, I need to be able to walk to do this. Took me to the doctor and everything like that. Doctor started taking x-rays and looking at things and started moving my leg around. When he was like moving around, he was like, ooh. And when a doctor, orthopedic doctor say, ooh, you hit. Are you listening? He just shakes his head. Because I ain't squint a couple of times. And I'm like, dang, man, why don't you quit that? And he moved it. And then he came back and told me, he said, son, how you like canes? He said, because you're going to start on crutches. Then you're going to be on a cane for the rest of your life. He said, you'll never be able to walk like you walk right now. I'm sitting there thinking like the devil is a liar because I got an assignment I got to go to. I got to be this man's armor bearer and stuff like that. This is what the Lord told me about years ago. And now it's my time to be able to do it. And Satan will attack you when it's time for you to move forward in the thing that God has in store for you. And I can't like call him up and say, well, you know, Bishop, you know, Bishop, man, you know, I love to do it and everything like that. But, you know, I kind of like blew my knee out playing basketball in your gym, you know. And so, you know, what I need you to do is give me a little time. I don't know when I'm going to be ready, but, you know. I probably ain't going to ever be able to do all of what you want me to do. But if you can like, hook me up with a, like, some close assignments every once in a while, that'd be fine. Bishop would have been like, no, stay home. You would have went and got somebody else, praise God. And I'm like, no, the devil is a liar. Wife would tell you, she kept telling me, get back in bed. Because I'd be getting back up trying to, <laughs> trying to walk on it. And they would just buckle and fall apart and just fall down. But then here come the day. They called me up. They said, we haven't seen you around in a you know, few days. You're going to be all right? I said, I'm, a, I'm fine. I said, I'm fine. Just tell me where I'm supposed to go. Wait a minute, what I'm supposed to do? I strapped that leg up, praise God, and reminded the Lord, Lord, you told me that this was my assignment. And wherever God guides, he provides. So, Lord, I repent for my foolishness. said, I need this handled. Long story short, remember the very first assignment that I got a chance to go on? Bishop brought his wife. Girlfriend packs everything, including the, the kitchen sink. She packs clothes forever. Because she don't know where she say, she, I don't know where I'm going to be. I don't know how I'm going to go. So I just got it all. And so she just, he's got all this. Stuff. And Bishop got all these bags. And I got bags. And he got bags. And she got bags. And my responsibility is to make sure all of them are handled and all of them are carried. But my leg doesn't hold my weight up. It doesn't hold my weight up. Much less once I put weight up on it. And then as soon as I go to take a step, it buckles and falls apart and stuff like that. But the Lord, he is God. If you hold fast to your confidence and you don't let it go. I remember I stepped over to the side and I looked over at all those bags. And I'm thinking like, blessed be the name of the Lord. But I got up those stairs, made it to my seat, made it back, got back home and just gave him praise because everything worked. Amen. Now it's deep too because when it got, I got back home, as soon as I, I made it in the house, it buckled. Fell all over the place and stuff like that. But that's all right. I did what I said I was supposed to do. And every time I would end up having to go on those trips, praise God, I, I, the knee just held up and it did what it was supposed to do. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I hope you're seeing that our response to God's Word is very important. 
to our receiving the things that God told us about in his word. I hope even more that the inspiration to respond properly to God's word is rising in you so that all that God wants to do for you will be received and enjoyed by you. I hope you'll learn to respond properly to God's word. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and check us out. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. I guarantee that it'll be a blessing to you when you do. And speaking of coming through, I invite all the ladies out there to an event held here at Word of Faith that'll absolutely be a blessing to you. We invite all the sisters in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Blessed Women of God Breakfast Fellowship this Saturday morning. It's an all-you-can-eat breakfast at the Brothers from Word of Faith. Prepare for the Sisters of Word of Faith. That's the best breakfast in town. It's one of my sisters that you don't want to turn down. Then after we feed you naturally, we're going to feed you spiritually too. With a powerful word from God, straight from heaven, just for the sisters. That's including you. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 9.30 a.m. sharp and it ends at 12 noon. Don't be late. That's if you want a plate. Childcare is provided at no charge. Need a ride? VIP transportation service is available for this too. Don't miss this awesome opportunity to allow the brothers from Word of Faith to treat you like the queens you are by preparing for you and serving you a breakfast fit for the road to you are. So come on through and bring a couple sisters with you when you do. You'll be so glad you did, and they will too. Come be blessed at the Blessed Women of God Breakfast Fellowship this Saturday at Word of Faith SA. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.